The Mix Room with Genelec. Today we're welcoming Johnny Brakewell onto the podcast, a recording and mixing engineer at Maloko Studios who's recently been working with Pink Pantheress and is nominated for an MPG award in the Rising Star category this year. So welcome along, Johnny. Thanks so much for joining. How are you today? Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm really, really good. Um, thank you. The sun is shining, so it's a good day. <laughs> that is that is the way of it, isn't it? Us Brits love the sun. It sort of makes everything better. Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't hurt, could it? So whereabouts are you? In um, a local studio today or somewhere else? Uh, today I'm in a studio that I work from, um, that I have uh, with a friend of mine. We work together from this studio. It's in South London. Um, so yeah, just um, working on some bits in here. Okay, lovely. And are you living in London, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah, I'm in South East. Okay, great. And um, what sort of things are you find yourself working on at the moment, if you're allowed to say, of course, uh, unless they're top secret or something? Uh, um, yeah, I don't like to say too much, but um, I'm working with a few like unsigned artists at the minute from this space. It's really helpful for me to sort of have a space that I can just invite people down to and we can do mixes or... Um, or writing, production, whatever it is from here. Um, so just finishing off an EP for someone, um, which is mixes, so it's four tracks, um, and then producing a couple of tracks that I've written uh, with a band who are really cool. Um, and yeah, hopefully should be coming out soon, but don't like to say too much just in case it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. One part is, or we don't want to jinx it, but also keep it mysterious, Johnny. No need to give it all away. Let's see. Exactly. <laughs> go to my Instagram and find out. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Everyone should go to that. And um, firstly, I think I need to start. Congratulations on your um, recent MPG nomination. So that was so for much. Rising Star. That was it. That's that. that was a really cool one. So where when were you? Where were you when you found out you got nominated? Because you remember where you got the uh, the the text or however you found out? Oh, I was in um, I was in the studio with uh, a producer who I who I really admire actually for his work, um, and he's won MPGs before. So um, it was a really nice like pat on the back. Um, just a thumbs up from him, um, you know, that that I was sort of doing the right thing and I was um, nominated for that. Um, yeah, I was I was super happy. I was very surprised, but um, it's a real honour to be on the list. Yeah, I can imagine. So it was a complete surprise then? You didn't know you someone had, um, I don't know, entered you in for it? So I... I knew that uh, my manager had actually put me forward um, and then there was a few other people which I had no idea about. So that was really, really nice um, that that people had just sort of nominated me um, without me knowing. Um, and so it was lovely to read some of the testimonials um, on the website for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. That must be really nice because you've obviously worked really hard just to get that little bit of recognition. We as Brits, I think, put our heads down, don't we? And we're like, no, no, no. I don't want any <laughs> any fuss. But it must be nice actually to get it. Yeah, definitely. No, it feels it feels great to have a pat on the back. And I think um we yeah, <laughs> as Brits we often don't speak about things um to each other as well or, or give each other too much encouragement. So it's really <laughs> nice to hear like positive words um, from people that I've worked with and um, and um, yeah, words of encouragement really that that it's going all right. We're doing well. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. And um, do you know which project 
you um, were nominated for? Is that how it works with the Rising Star one anyway? I'm not sure. Yeah, so you it's similar to the others. So you put forward a few tracks um, that you've worked on. So for me, it was a couple of tracks from um, Goldlink's album, Haram, which uh, um, I worked on pretty much the whole album uh, last year. And then for a song that I mixed for Pink Panthress, which is called Just For Me. Oh yeah, of course. And everyone will know that because it's on the radio pretty much all the time, <laughs> isn't it? Still. On heavy um, rotation. Big, big song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, um, okay, that's fantastic then. That's great. You're getting that recognition. Um, so I guess we just have to wait and see for the awards in, they're in June, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, and even just being in a room with people, how novel as well. I know, absolutely. I was chatting to someone the other day and we were saying it'd be nice to put on a suit and drink some champagne. <laughs> Feel good. Absolutely. Well, have you got your suit already? You're going to have to get a new one. What are you doing? Uh, I've got one. I just have to dig it out and uh, yeah, make sure it's make sure it's awards ready. <laughs> yes. Dust it off. I'm sure you'll look very dapper. Well, I'll see you there. So that's in June. Not that well. It kind of is. Mm, so it's a little far far away. But no, it'd be good. It'd be great to have everyone in person again at the awards. Um, yeah, really nice to see everyone. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, before we get into your um, career, then. So when you were a kid, were you always super into music? Did you always perhaps see yourself as working music one day or being in a band or anything like that? Yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I think I was I was very interested in performing. Um, I played a lot of instruments um, in school and stuff, uh, played in various like orchestras, jazz bands, um, and like in a few sort of guitar bands as well. Um, but I wasn't really... I, wasn't really interested in the recording side of things until sort of like college and sort of like I had a really, really good teacher at college who um, was quite inspiring. We started on Cubase um, and we actually had, we had a really, really nice studio there, which looking back was absolutely amazing. And we just had the freedom to be able to go and um, record tunes and, and write stuff and make covers of things and sort of play around with the equipment there. So that was, that was definitely like a really inspiring moment um, in my career, but I didn't really pursue it. I went off to do music at uni. I didn't do um, music technology like a lot of my friends um, in studios and didn't really think about it until maybe a couple of years after university finished. Um, I've been in London for a little while. I've been playing a few gigs um, and sort of applied, ended up like applying to various studios around. Um, and yeah, a friend of mine uh, who I played gigs with years ago and <laughs> recognized my name on the email um, and invited me down to the studio. And that was sort of my first my uh, my first kind of feeling that okay this this might be for me i might mm. be really interested in this this kind of combines everything that i've been interested in up till this point um and yeah it was an interesting position they needed someone who who could sort of write and and play piano and write uh write tunes with smaller artists um and that's sort of how I got my position there and sort of worked my way into studio land. 
Okay, brilliant. So you literally worked your way up from there. So who was the person who sort of taught you all that you know or taught you all the basics at the start? I've learned off so many people um, on my journey. Um, He's an engineer called Tom Hill. And then I went to a studio in East London from there and worked under a guy called Simon Small, who is fantastic. He writes a lot of articles for Sound on Sound now, actually. Um, And we worked in his studio, which is sadly not there anymore. It was an amazing studio called Musicland in Haggerston and had SSL. Yeah. Yeah. Really good name. Um, it had an SSL E series. We had a G series in the first studio I was in, and then it was an E series there. Um, so got very familiar with SSLs. Um, and it had Simon studio had, I mean, a world of outboard that you can only dream of microphone, like vintage microphones and, a studio, studio A800 uh, tape machine, Lo- yeah, loads of amazing outboard gear, guitars, drum kits. I mean, it's sad that it's not there anymore. But yeah, that um, Simon taught me a huge amount. And then I went to Maloko. Um, so I've been at Maloko since August 2017. Um, and... Yeah, learned a lot from the engineers there. Um, spent a huge amount of time working with producers and engineers there who were really working at the highest level and sort of learning from them. Um, so a couple that would be good to name are um, Jake Gordon, who taught me a huge amount, and Dan Moyler, um, also who's doing big things. So um, both of which are big names in the industry, mm. um, doing doing amazing work. So. It was, yeah, it was amazing to learn from them and the whole crew at Maloko and all of the studios there are top notch. So I got to play with some of the, some of the best gear around, which is fun. <laughs> Fantastic. It sounds like you couldn't really ask for more learning off great guys, um, really talented guys as well aside from their personalities and their gear as well. I mean, absolutely fantastic start. So when you um, started at Maloko then, um, what was your first project there or the very first um, thing that you worked on? One that was really memorable that I really, really loved. Um, it was only a short one. It was only a week. Um, and it was with Simon Radcliffe from Basement Jacks. Cool. Um, and that was wicked. That was mixing a record that he'd recorded um, for somebody. We were mixing in the Red Room. Um, and we just had a whale of a time with the gear. And I got really stuck in. And, um, and that was really good fun. He's, he's a great guy to be around as well. Um, it was a very very easy session and a very fun session so those are the best ones (laughs) yeah i love their music as well um brilliant brilliant band and it must have been fun to work on yeah definitely a very inspiring guy okay so as an assistant you've worked with some great artists um even at that stage so leanne lahabas george ezra laura mavula stormzy mustafa and groove armada so uh, they're quite diverse do you like dipping into these different genres of music is, is it quite a nice challenge yeah absolutely i i i listen to music across the all genres um and yeah love to get stuck in with anything and i think a lot of the job is just enabling it's just creating a safe space for artists to to 
be creative. You know, uh, we're not there necessarily to put our stamp on it. We're there to help them do um, or achieve what it is they they want to achieve. And I think that that is the most important thing we can we can do in the studio. Sometimes it's like. It's fun, obviously, playing with equipment, pedals, mics. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, that whatever it is we're trying to do might not work. It might not be to their taste, and that's okay. I think like it's always, I'll always check with whoever I'm working with, whether that's an engineer, a producer, or um, the artist, um, and see how they're feeling about it and if it feels right for them and for their music so yeah i think every artist is is different and i think the important thing is just to to help them achieve what it is they're they're aiming to achieve yeah absolutely that's a crucial part of it i suppose as well and um so what's been one of your absolute favorite projects or sessions or artists to work with so far other than um uh was it groove armada you mentioned earlier wasn't it Oh, yeah, Sorry, I'm saying that because <laughs> yeah. I saw them double build play in um, Margate in September. So I keep uh, switching them around in my mind, which one's which. But they were both there and they were both excellent, just as a side note. So um, <laughs> You saw them both play. <laughs> yeah. oh, amazing. It was really Group good. Armada played recently as well in London. I saw some friends have been down. Yeah, big tunes, big tunes. So what, yeah. what, about, um, what are some favourites then of yours? Um, <laughs> there's too many to mention. <laughs> Spoil for choice. Um, yeah, no, they were, they're like, yeah, I had some amazing times, um, on all of those sessions. Um, yeah, all very fun. <laughs> it's Good. hard to say. <laughs> Maybe that's a bit unfair, making you, uh, it's like Sophie's choice, making you to pick a favourite kid or something. Sounds like you've yeah, got yeah, plenty yeah. to keep you occupied and uh, interested <laughs> either way, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's too hard to choose, definitely. But no, everyone, we've had some amazing sessions, so I'm very lucky to be a part of that. Okay. Um, well, obviously, we've touched on earlier, and we have to talk about, so you've recently been mixing music by Pink Pantheress, who obviously is BBC's Sound of 2022, um, yeah. and you mixed and engineered the single Just For Me, which was obviously this huge single, as we said earlier, it's on heavy rotation still on the radio. Um, so what are your memories of working on this one? We were very lucky to do a lot of the mixing uh, for this up at A&B in Wilson Green um, in Alan Mulder's room, um, which just, I mean, that room sounds incredible. Um, so we used a lot of the, we used bits and bobs of the gear in the room, um, which was good fun. So um, we used a lot as like hardware inserts Um Sort of running through some of the effects units, the culture vulture, the plate, the EMT 140 that they've got there, um, running through the SSL. Um, yeah. And I think ultimately, like the mix already sounded really good when it was handed to me. Muramasa, who produced it, is insanely talented. And um, I think everything he does sounds amazing. So um, I I already had a good uh, palette to start from. Um, and I think we were just sort of, we were just sort of working on enhancing it really. Um, so it was parallels and 
adding some of the the flavor from the gear into the into the mix just to bring it more to life while while staying true to to his rough mix okay that's good yeah i was going to ask if there was any particular direction the producer wanted you know in terms of the mix with you know bringing this up or down or anything but it sounds like you had a good base to work with from what you've said and it was just sort of um well bringing it to life like you said yeah definitely and we were working like closely with um pink panthress and um and with her team so um i get a lot of guidance from them i love to have input from the artist i don't i don't particularly enjoy too much mixing just on my own i i really like to have the artist in the room and working with them and at the end of the day like i was saying earlier like it really it really is their vision and we're just kind of here to enable that so um yeah it was it was it was really good fun and definitely um important for me to have her there as well mm. so was um pink panthress there when she um heard the final mix then that you've done yeah yeah we we sort of worked on it together okay nice what was her reaction hearing it because i imagine that must be such an incredible moment i love those behind the scenes you know documentaries you sometimes see in the studio of when you know the artist hears their track fully come together i love that <laughs> yeah no absolutely i mean um i think for a lot of artists obviously they've worked on on the track for a long time as well and they have they have it in their head sort of how either how it already sounds or how they want it to sound and it's just nice to sort of bring that to fruition and um yeah it is it is it is definitely a good feeling there's always a few revisions as well and 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 we work through that and that's all good that's part of the process um but yeah it's 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 good to do that together in the room yeah absolutely and get that feedback and it must be cool just to be part of the um you know this person that's a rising star as well helping create that sound and um yeah do you, i suppose you must hear it on the radio you like to whoever you know like huh huh that's me <laughs> i did that absolutely yeah no of I course it's a good feeling definitely yeah and there are other artists as well that i've that i've worked with who are who it's always really good to hear on on the radio as well um so yeah how does it feel um for you when you hear something you've worked on for the radio for the first time is that does that is that a novelty that never wears off? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, I'd imagine so. Maybe not something you get used to. It must be really cool. No, it it does feel really cool. Um, yeah, Clara Ampho um, has been uh, playing one of the tunes that I mixed uh, recently, and that's been that's been really fun to hear um, on the radio. I mean, it's interesting as well as a as a mix engineer because you sort of hear you also hear what the radio is doing to your mix um which is which is a big learning curve um so so yeah it's um what what do you mean by that can you explain just in um from your perspective how it changes the sound for you well i think we like as as all radio stations have a sort of different style of compression and that sort of thing and how it, how it translates uh, over the radio and how it sounds in, in the car um, or wherever you're listening at home or whatever. Um, it's sometimes, it's sometimes quite different hearing it on the radio versus hearing it on Spotify or something like that. So um, that's all to do with, 
the radio station compression and of things course. like that um just to make sure that all the all the tunes are the same level but um that's always interesting to hear from a mixed standpoint and what can you do to get around that or adjust what you're doing to adapt for that scenario i think i'm still learning okay. <laughs> you're probably not the only one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. Um, so obviously you're working, um, you know, at Maloco and I know you work a lot at the pool and um, the Red Room. So I've been to the pool actually um, a couple of times. Oh, it's a really cool studio. Um, I remember amongst, I know they've got other brands there, but they've got Janelec in there, of course. So I know they've got the 1031A studio monitors in there. So I'm just curious to hear a bit about your experiences on them, you know, um, how you find those to work on when you do work on them. Yeah, they're great. The the Genelec 1031As are probably the Genelec that I know the best. Um just because I've heard, you know, I've I've worked with other engineers and producers who for them that's their go-to monitor. Um so I've been in a lot of sessions um where we've had Genelecs up um and they sound great and to me it's also about just knowing your speaker and and spending a lot of time um, listening to it, uh, referencing on it. Um, so yeah, because I feel like because I've heard it a lot in various sessions, I sort of know how the Genelex feel, um, and I do I do really like them. Mm. Do you use them in any other studios if you're not working in Maloko, or is it just there? Um, there's not many other studios I work out of apart from well, that would make sense I just thought because of where you are today have... I thought you never know <laughs> ah yeah no I don't have any here but um, we have a lot of Genelec 1031s knocking around and, and they're they're in every studio as well so um, they're kind of a standard pair along with like Yamaha NS10s or um, other monitors that that end up in you know they end up in every studio because they're well trusted and people know what they are so you know when you put a pair of them up you know you know how it's going to sound mm. uh, see i'm comparing with the ns10s of course um everyone kind of knows the story with them very different sort of sound and the reason people have them so what do you think of a comparison would say you know the ns10s and the, the genelec 1031as in terms of the difference in sound yeah well i'd I'd use them I'd use them as comparisons. Um I'd use them next to each other and I'd get I'd get something from the Genelex that I wouldn't get from the NS10s. Um I've got a pair of NS10s in my studio here, um, which I've got on on my parents' old hi-fi amp, which actually sounds really good. Um and just because I've used it for so many years, I really know how they sound. Um, but I've used the the 1031s in the bridge before in the red room um and i'll use them next to ns10s or something like that so i can sort of a b and and work out um how how we're sitting on both of those in terms of the mix Mm, okay and uh, you mentioned as well, just off air. So um, Maloco uh, has the Bridge Atmos room with the Genelec setups. So that's really cool. What can you tell me about that and what's in there? Because I understand it's fairly new, is it? Yeah, so they've recently put that in. Um, it's a great writing room. It's one of the best writing rooms in London, I think, in my opinion. Um, but And they've recently added the Genelec 8350s, mm-hmm. I think, um, in there. 
that's the as the Atmos setup. Um, so there's four ceiling speakers and then seven surround, and then we use the Augsburgers that are in there as the um, low frequency sub. Mm, okay, yes. excellent. Have you had much of a chance to get in there and have a listen yet? I know you probably haven't had the chance to actually work on them yet as it's so new, but have you had a listen to how it sounds in there with um, any immersive stuff? Yeah, sounds great. Sounds amazing. Um, definitely. Yeah, I've had a little play around with it as well, um, but I think we're still quite early days in that. Um, but it sounds, yeah, it sounds fantastic. Okay, good. Well, I'm excited to hear more about that. I'm sure we will as it's early days, but that sounds like a great room. Um, yeah. like, well, it sounds like you kind of liked it anyway and bigged it up without this, um, you know, uh, immersive system in it, so it can only get better. And I'd love to hear about as well, have you got any other projects coming up this year? If you're allowed to talk about them, I suspect not, or maybe some more um, intrigue you're going to create, but is there anything um, big that you're working on soon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy, I'm afraid. That's fine. I, I, would, I wouldn't respect you if you told me, to be honest. No, that's good. I understand you're working with you know, some big names at Moloko, I know, so you don't want to give that away. So that's fair enough. But it's nice to know you've got a lot coming up. I'm sure we'll um, hear more about it and uh, hear all the stuff you're working on the radio, if not um, uh, soon, then uh, maybe the end of this year after it's out. So that's that's great. That's exciting. And obviously, you've got the MPG Awards to look forward to um so yes i hope um i hope you get your suit all looking sharp and in order for the night i'm sure you will <laughs> it'll be a good I'm, evening I'm either really way won't it? it? yeah absolutely no I'm, I'm definitely really looking forward to it it'll be nice to sort of see some faces as well that i've not seen in a while and sort of catch up with people and meet new people too so yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more um well thanks so much for joining us today it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and hear all about your journey and your, you know your mpg nomination some of the cool stuff you've been working on and the mysterious stuff you may be working on soon all of the um, atmos <laughs> stuff and genelec so just thanks so much it's been really nice chatting to you oh, absolute pleasure thanks for thanks for having me on oh you're very welcome well i guess i'll um, meet you in person at the mpg awards then yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, brilliant. All right, have a great day and I will talk to you soon, Johnny. Thank you, Alice. All you right. too. Thank you. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.